3617, respond to report of shots fired. The Coroner Talk podcast takes you behind the scenes with coroners, clinicians, and death investigators from around the world to provide training, news, and interviews from leading experts in the area of death investigation and scene management, bringing real stories and solid training together in one source. Now, here's your host, Darren Dake. Well, hello and welcome to this bonus, special bonus episode of the Corner Talk Podcast. So we're going to have a, a bonus episode uh, coming out to talk about a little bit of a dilemma that's going on with me and a news station, KUSA Channel 9 News, Denver, Colorado. Um, you know, i got a lot to talk about about this. I'm going to have the uh, president of the Colorado Corner Association on to talk about it as well. Um, but But let me start out by saying this. The opinions expressed in this podcast are my own. And what I say during this podcast are my opinions. And my opinions are based upon facts that have been personally made known to me or personal interactions that I have had with said news station and soon-to-be-said reporter. So anything I say is my opinion. You may not agree with my opinion, and you may question the facts as I present them, but I'm telling you the facts that I'm presenting is 100% the truth, and the integrity question falls on KUSA and the reporter. So let me give you a little background, uh, a little bit of what I know is going on with this situation in Colorado. So there's a reporter out there by the name of Kevin Vaughn, and he uh, works for KUSA. Now, Kevin has been on a witch hunt with the Colorado coroners about the quote unquote the, quote, outdated system, the Wild West system that's still in play. Um, he is obviously very biased and anti-coroner, okay? And I'm going to make that very plain in a moment. However, there was a piece come out earlier this year, I believe, and it put the coroners in kind of a bad light over a case that was, again, completely fraudulent as far as most of what he said. Well, then he showed up at the Colorado Coroner's uh, conference in June, of which I was a speaker at that conference, and he wanted to get some uh, feedback from corners and talk to some corners and, and, of course, ask if he could talk to me. I was there as a speaker, and he wanted to talk to me and interview me, and he came across as though he was very positive, you know, a little little bit apologetic, not completely, but a little bit apologetic that the last piece didn't, didn't run quite the way the corners may have liked it to run, and, and even though he didn't tell the whole truth as it was, he, he kind of gave the uh, opinion that he wanted to kind of correct things. Now, he showed up at a coroner's conference. Well, sat down with him, interviewed on camera, and, and I'm going to play a little bit of that uh, clip here in just a moment. But what he proceeded to do then is butcher my statements, take out little sentences and little phrases to fit his narrative. Okay, he did not in any way let me or or he didn't play rather the entire conversation or narrative that I had. Now, here's the problem that that we're having here in America. Thirty two percent A recent Gallup poll has stated that only 32 percent of Americans believe that the media is somewhat or. Even even above average, possibly trustworthy and correct in their reporting. 
Now, that's only 32% of the people. Well, that leaves a far great majority of the people in America that are starting to understand that the media um, lies. They bend the truth, and they say things to fit their own narrative. I don't understand why in today's society, how we can control these things so much, we are allowing the media to run biased news articles, false news, fake news. Now, be Republican, be Democrat, that's irrelevant. The point is, this is not a political issue. The point is, he has decided to go on a witch hunt for the coroner system in America. Because he's in Colorado, he chooses to start there. And he's a liar, my opinion, based on the fact that, well, he lied. So if you're a lie, if you lied, then by royal rights, you're a liar. Okay. Um, lack of integrity completely. And of course, if you say you're going to do something, but you do something else, that's lack of integrity. If you come off as somebody else and who you are, that's a two-faced liar with no integrity. Okay. And I know these are strong words, but I'm getting ready to prove to you that what I'm telling you is true. You know, so this, this Kevin Vaughn, this reporter with KUSA 9 News, should be fired. The news uh, company, KUSA, should be sued at the very least, and, and Kevin Vaughn should be fired because he's an unethical, unprofessional news reporter. And I don't know why he's I don't know why he's allowed to stay there, except the fact that that's just how media is. OK, now I'm a little bit aggravated. I'm a little bit on my high horse here. And that's why we're coming out with this bonus issue, because we're going to set the record straight. And then I'm going to bring the president of Colorado Corner Association on here in a few minutes to uh, set the record even more straight. But I think there's it's time that something gets done about this because Colorado everywhere, but certainly in this case, Colorado and the coroners, but then you know, all citizens as a whole need to stand up and say, you know what? We want the news so we can base our opinions, our voting, our decisions, our money on truth, on fact. But Kevin Vaughn is lying to the people of Colorado. He is twisting the truth. It, some of it's lies by omission, some of it's lies by deception, and some of it is just outright lies. Well, then the people in Colorado who um, the few, hopefully a few, that think that this guy and Nine News is credible will base their facts and opinions based upon that. And that's misleading. And I know that you, you, know, you out there listening may not be in Colorado, but let me tell you what, if it's happening in Colorado, it's happening everywhere. And I promise you it's happening everywhere. The coroner system is under attack because nobody understands the system they think they do, but even if they, but even if they, even whether they do or they don't, news media just simply wants a story that will cause controversy, and that's what this Kevin Vaughn has done by his lack of integrity and his lies. Let me play that news uh, clip for you, and I want to stop throughout it a few times and correct some things, make a couple other commentaries, and then I want you to hear from the president of the Colorado Corner Association. It's no serious blame looked at a botched investigation into the shooting of Jill Wells, leading the coroner there to change her death certificate and sparking a debate about Colorado's Old West-style coroner system. Critics want to modernize it to put doctors in charge, as in other states. Defenders point with pride to new training requirements and question the cost of such a change. So 9 wants to know investigative reporter Kevin Vaughn surveyed every coroner in Colorado looking for answers, found a new case and old problems along the way. Okay, let me stop there for just a second. First off, 
the whole use of the old Wild West system. We have sheriffs and sheriff deputies today, and that's a old Wild West system. See, the media is putting that term old Wild West system on there to make you believe that it's an old, outdated system that needs to be replaced. See, that's that's a lack of integrity. Now, you can call it the uh, creative news or whatever you want to call it, but that's bullcraps what it is. Uh, they're using that uh, terminology to make you think that it's a bad system. Plus, you know, the, I, I won't talk about the Colorado case from the shooting. Uh, the, the, the president of Colorado Corner Association might. But they've dug up a case, and they dug up a case from 2002 that they can have a question on, and then it was brought to surface in 2012, which was 10 years later. Okay, now today is 2017, which is five years beyond that. Right. So this is the case that he's talking about. And he had to go far and wide to find a case that he even questioned. But let's continue. 1222 of 2000. For John D. Herrera, the passage of 16 years. So that had to have been a Christmas party. Hasn't dulled the shock of losing his sister, Deb Garcia. They'd grown up on a ranch in the San Luis Valley. We always worked together and played together and had fun together out there. Memories now mingled with pain and sadness in a death case he believes was mishandled. We write the last chapter in a person's life. By the very people who were supposed to give Deb Garcia a voice. We rule this case an accident or a natural. The police investigation is done. Their coroner. Okay, that last little clip you heard. If we rule this case an accident or a natural then the police investigation is done. That was me who said that. And that was based upon a, another conversation we were having in the fact that the coroners are responsible to rule cause and manner. And that if we do rule it a, a homicide, the police investigate. And if we rule it a, a, an accident or a natural, yes, the police investigation is done. Now, the whole context of that, of that, of that statement was based around another question. But this guy took that little sentence, and even a partial of my sentence, what I just said, to fit what he's about to say, as if, as if I was agreeing with him in this current case. Well, that's lack of integrity. I'm not, I don't even know about this case. I wouldn't even ask about this case. I didn't even review this case. I didn't even know I was talking about this case. I was talking about the coroner system in America. All right? And so... This guy interviewed me based upon that and then used those words to further his platform. And I didn't even know what I was, quote unquote, talking to him about. He knew the agenda. He just didn't tell me the agenda. Let's move on. They're coroners. Their job, figure out how and why someone died. Colorado is one of more than a dozen states that entrust that responsibility to citizens with few requirements. Okay, let me stop there a second. First off, he says, entrust it to citizens who in... He's going to go on to say they're not doctors. What does he mean by citizens? Because he's about to say that they're not, quote, doctors. And I'll get into that in a minute. So a doctor is not a citizen. A, a, a police officer is a citizen. He's also a police officer. A doctor is a citizen. A, a, a banker, a, a CPA, a, a coroner is a citizen. But by using that word, this power is entrusted to citizens. He's trying to minimize and deflame the situation, but minimize the coroners. Okay. He's using that word to, as an insult. Okay. 
They are citizens. Of course they're citizens. Everybody who lives in Colorado is a citizen of Colorado. Let's continue. It's that responsibility to citizens with few requirements. In some states, as long as you're 18 years old and have a heartbeat, you can run for coroner. Other states make it 21 years old and a heartbeat. Darren Dake is a deputy coroner in Missouri and a consultant in death investigations. And I know I say that flippantly, but, it, but that means Joe the tow truck driver, John the dairy farmer, can run for coroner and is perfectly legal. That's the case in Colorado, where you also can't be a felon and have to be both a U.S. citizen and a resident of the county you serve. Okay, so yes, that is true. In a lot of states, uh, 21 years old in a heartbeat and a citizen of the county is all you have to do to run for coroner. Now, I have not in any way been uh, uh, hiding the fact that I believe the coroner system in America needs more training. Now, this isn't about Colorado. This isn't about Missouri. This isn't about Arkansas. This is about the entire coroner system as a whole. Coroners need more training. Now, places like Colorado, places like Missouri and others have done great strides in their associations getting laws passed that re requires coroners to become certified within their state. They have certain guidelines that uh, uh, they have to follow to become certified. Uh, they have ongoing training and continuing education requirements as other professional jobs uh, do. And so uh, this is training coroners to do their job. All right. So, uh, you know, the, the fact that, yes, some states have that now, you know, someday I, I would like to see as maybe not for the coroners in now, but, you know, the ones coming up years behind us and things like that. There are these 2020 recommendations from the federal government, which we probably won't make 2020, but there are requirements or, or suggestions on how to improve death investigation in America. And I know that in Missouri, let me talk to Missouri only. So Missouri, the, the coroners in the 70s and the, and the sheriff's departments in the 70s, the sheriffs only had to be uh, a citizen of the county and the coroner had to be a citizen of the county. And really, there was no other requirements. Now, as time went on, it was required by Missouri for the sheriffs to start having a little bit of training. Uh, and then they could have powers of always had powers of arrest, but they didn't have any training. And then as time went on, they had more and more and more training. Well, now in Missouri, to be sheriff, you have to be a licensed, certified, trained police officer, peace officer in Missouri to even run, to, to take shot, to take off as a sheriff. But the coroner system never kept up. So the coroner's still just 21 in a heartbeat. Now, that means there are good coroners. That means there are not so good coroners. There's coroners that, that advance their training on their own in Missouri, and there's some that, you know, don't do much and do the very bare minimum self-training. So, yes, I would like to see eventually there be some type of mandate state by state. They can come up with their own where before you can become coroner, you have to have a certain amount of training and have a background in either like law enforcement or investigations or maybe nursing or paramedic or, or something along those kind of lines. And then also have a certain amount of training. Well, and here's why I say that. And again, the coroners that are in office now are doing a fine job all across America. Let them stay until they decide their time to go. And then the person coming up behind them, though, will need a little bit more training. And the reason I say that is this. Number one, I do believe we need to improve the training and uh, some of the things uh, across America in, in, in training. Because one, that would get some of these uh, anti-coroner people off our backs, right? 
they, they say we have no training. Well, let's get some training before we take office, number one. Number two, that will make the whole profession across the country more professional or at least seem to be more professional. Number three, they can demand more money. Right now, coroners are now not in every place. Some counties, some states spotted here and there will pay their coroners more. But most pay the bare minimum at best. And so you've got coroners that are doing a job making less than $10,000 a year in many places. And so... They're looked at unprofessional, so then here's a double-edged sword. Well, you're not trained. You know, you, you've never done this kind of work. You're not trained. Why would we pay you fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year to do this job? You're not trained. And coroners are saying, well, why should I get trained? Uh, you're not paying me enough. See, so that's the circle argument. So as in law enforcement, I think eventually we need to start requiring that before you take office— that you have certain amount of training. And I don't just mean a 20-hour class on how to fill out a death certificate. I do think that as time goes on, we need to have some pre-requirements to be coroner. Now, I'm not suggesting in any way or fashion that the coroners that are currently in office should leave office because most of the coroner states have ongoing education for coroners, which means they are getting their training. And by and large, coroners in America do a fantastic job. And changing to an ME uh, state will not solve the, this anti-coroner problem. Let's move on with this clip. I think you'll find that a lot of people have a lot more than just the minimum requirement. Emma Hall has been Boulder's coroner for six and a half years. I have a lot of people that will joke with me. They'll hear, oh, that's all it takes to be coroner. I'm going to run for coroner. And they don't have the faintest idea about anything to do with death investigations. Hall and others defend Colorado's way of doing things, even as other states have gone to a medical examiner system where doctors are in charge. We surveyed coroners across Colorado on current practices and found a system that costs nearly $22 million a year, where at least a dozen counties have deputy coroners who aren't certified as death investigators, and only 11 counties have forensic pathologists, the highly specialized doctors qualified to do autopsies. Uh, she never mentioned anything to any of the family members about her being sick. Issues that may have figured in the investigation of Deb Garcia's unexplained death in Alamosa, a mother of two small children whose husband said he found her in bed unresponsive, gone at 34. Alamosa County's coroner wasn't a forensic pathologist, so Deb's case was transferred to then El Paso County coroner, Dr. David Bowerman. He assured us that he did a very thorough autopsy and, uh, you know, that uh, he had found something wrong with her heart. Bowerman concluded that Deb had three separate heart conditions. We had no course to, to say anything other than go by what his authority was. Three years ago, after a discussion about Deb's heart problems, her family sought another opinion. Okay, let me step in there just for a second. First off, this this quiet music in the background to set the mood, bullcrap. I call BS on that. That is trying to set the mood to for you to think, I, I, I understand. I know I'm upset. I'm trying to come off my high horse here. So, he says, he talks about this case where this coroner is not a pathologist. And he talks about how uh, th there's only uh, so, so many coroners in the state that are doctors. Well, first off, it's irrelevant, okay, whether they're a doctor or not. The coroners don't do the autopsies. Now, there are some jurisdictions where the coroner is a pathologist and kind of like an ME or whatever. But let's just talk about a coroner, an elected coroner. They go to the scene 
and they get a call of a death. They decide whether they're going to retain jurisdiction or not. They retain jurisdiction. They go to the scene. They start investigating the scene. They do a body exam. They do the scene exam. They talk to witnesses. They, they get medical records. They, they do some things um, before they leave the scene. And somehow within the policy or within the, the, the pre-designed um, uh, circumstances of the, of the scene, they decide, yes, this is the case that warrants an autopsy. So the body is packaged up from there and sent to a pathologist to do an autopsy. Now, the coroner doesn't do an autopsy. In, you know, but Now, there are some counties I know that the coroner is a pathologist, but I'm saying by and large, a coroner sends it to a pathologist, right? Now, let's talk about an ME state. An ME state has a pathologist who is a medical examiner, and they have underneath them medical legal death investigators, the investigators take the calls, decide about jurisdiction, go to the scene, investigate the scene, decide if there should be an autopsy, send the autopsy back to the office, and, huh, the doctor does the autopsy. It's the same blasted thing, okay? Whether it's a medical legal death investigator or, quote, an elected coroner, they're doing the same thing. And then they are packaging it up and sending it to autopsy. Now, in this particular case that this reporter is talking about, a pathologist made a decision that this young lady died from three different heart conditions, okay, and ruled it uh, a, a natural cause is death. The coroner then took his scene investigation, the information he had, all the facts known to him, along with a medical doctor pathologist who done an autopsy who said this is the cause of death, and they ruled the cause of death natural. The coroner couldn't have done anything wrong in that case. He's relying on the pathologist. Now, what you're about to hear is where the family sought another pathologist to look at the slides and look at some autopsy reports and things, and that second pathologist, keep in mind, 10 years later, come up with the fact, oh, no, it wasn't a heart condition that killed her. She would die from asphyxiation. Well, first off, who's right? The first pathologist or second pathologist? That's not my argument. My argument is the first pathologist seen the body, did the whole autopsy. But regardless of that, it wasn't the coroner. The coroner didn't make the decision to change it. So here, this, 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 this idiot reporter is blaming the coroner system, and it was too pathologist doctors who he says he would like to be uh, the whole state to have doctors as coroners right and here are two doctors that 10 years apart don't agree if he has a problem with something he has a problem with the doctors not the coroners but this guy because of his lack of integrity is blaming it on the coroners making it look like the coroners are the one that did something wrong and in this case it was obviously one or the doctors and maybe neither one Maybe neither doctor made a mistake because we have no facts in this case. This guy is, a, is telling us what he wants us to know, but we don't know that any of this is valid. Let's move on. An experienced forensic pathologist looked at the tissue samples taken from Deb's heart and found nothing abnormal. It was not a natural death. It was suffocation. Now her family is suing Deb's husband. Wait a minute. You can tell suffocation by looking at slides? 10 years old from heart cells? I might be missing something. Accusing him of killing her. To whom is the pathologist beholden or the coroner beholden? Boulder attorney Bain Kerr represents Deb's family. He's an elected official 
with a public salary who is charged with investigating deaths in El Paso County. And sees an obvious conflict in a state where very few coroners are qualified to do autopsies, and those who are make money on the side doing them for other counties. He answers to the citizens of El Paso County. However, in these private autopsies under contract with rural counties for profit, he answers to the people he contracts with. Then there's training. Okay, let's stop for a second. So the first autopsy was a pathologist that's contracted by the county to make a ruling. They ruled it a natural based upon facts of the evidence and and the heart and the condition of the autopsy and all that. Ten years later, this second pathologist who was, quote, retained by the family, okay, changed the decision. Now, according to what you just heard right there, who's the one playing to 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 the paycheck? Could it be the second one? Because they're the ones that are hired by the family 10 years later. I'm just saying, it doesn't make any sense to me, and this reporter is trying to shove this down your throat. Move on. Colorado law now requires coroners to become certified death investigators, but it doesn't apply to deputy coroners, like the one who responded the day Deb died. It's a big loophole. Dr. Michael Doberson performed 6,000 autopsies during 20-plus years as Arapahoe County's coroner. Without the proper training, certification... We're right back where we started from. Some coroners are closing that loophole on their own. What our policy is, is they need to become certified within a year. Is that enough? If your daughter was in another county and met her demise in some way, then the person that showed up on that scene was uh, the deputy coroner that wasn't registered with the state, had no formal training, and nobody even knew his name. Would that be the appropriate person to investigate your daughter's death? Okay, again, that was me. And he'd ask me about Missouri, and I was talking to him about me testifying at the Missouri Senate over uh, uh, the law that was being changed that was bring deputy coroners up to the same status of, de- of, of coroners and allow them to get training registered with the state association. All right. So he took that comment that I made in support of deputy coroners and support of the law of Missouri, the way uh, the deputy coroners uh, there. And he used it. He used that to further his philosophy about Colorado. Wasn't even talking about Colorado at all. So again, there's an integrity issue. He takes a sentence that I say totally out of context and uses it for his own biased opinion. That is wrong and it lacks integrity. Senator Rhonda Field suggested changing Colorado's coroner system six years ago. A committee killed her bill to study it, but didn't change her opinion. When I look at the qualifications to be a coroner, um, I would like to see them strengthened. Would it surprise you if I told you a number of coroner's offices in Colorado have deputy coroners who are not certified death investigators? I would be very surprised to hear that. Okay, now this senator, I understand, is a pro-coroner, and that's fantastic. I don't know her, and I'm not going to wade in those waters too much. But what she just said is the same thing that I got in Missouri. We're talking, to, we're talking to senators. We're talking to people who make our laws. And here's a senator that asked, if, if I told you that deputy coroners don't have to have the certification, would you be surprised? And she said she'd be surprised. Why don't she know? Why don't legislators know? Now, here's the thing. It's not her fault. I'm not saying that she's wrong. She's pro-coroner, and she's introduced bills to help the coroner system, and it got squashed in committee to, quote, study it. 
study it. That's ignorant. So anyway, uh, I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm saying, why don't they know this? If the committee studied it, why didn't they come back and tell her? She's trying to do her job to represent the citizens of Colorado. And apparently this study committee that her bill got squashed because of didn't do their job to study it. I'm only speculating there. I don't have the facts of that, but all I can say is they had a committee to study it. Nothing got done. You decide. If they're not, they need to make sure that gets done as soon as possible. Yeah, although there's no requirement in the law that deputy coroners be trained. Mm. It's only the coroner that has to be certified as a death investigator. Well, that's a loophole that needs to be fixed. All right, let's talk about a medical examiner state. So you're a medical examiner and you hire a medical legal death investigator. So you get hired on, you start to work, and you're working for a medical examiner, and you're investigating death. You ride along with some people, you do some in-house training, blah, 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 blah. You could not get ABMDI certified until you've worked about 18 months, a year to 18 months. You have to work so many cases, so many autopsies, so many different styles of things. You've got to complete a 300-point checklist before you're allowed to set for a test that can say that you are a certified a first level certified death investigator that is in an ME state okay now some states have their own training some states have their own things but to be a nationally certified death investigator you can't even do that under a medical examiner again he don't point that out does he he's saying that the corners are all wrong if they went to a medical examiner state it'd be the same thing when asked about adopting a medical examiner system, many coroners pushed back with a question. Who'd pay for it? If you had $22 million, do you think you could design a better system? Absolutely. $22 million, he's counting Denver, he's counting a lot of places that has medical examiner a sta- uh, uh, committees now, medical examiner offices now, and they eat up gobs and gobs and gobs of money. Okay, He's not talking about some small little county in Colorado that can't even hardly afford to pay their coroner less than $10,000, how are they going to pony up any dough for a medical examiner? Trust as a family in, in, in the legal system, in the coroner system, to do what's right, and it doesn't happen, and people get away with murder, that's, that's terribly wrong. We spoke with the attorney representing Deb Garcia's husband. He told us his client denies any involvement in her death and that he believes this lawsuit is going nowhere. The doctor who performed Deb's autopsy is now himself deceased. But according to her family's lawyer, he did 555 autopsies the year Deb died, more than twice the caseload recommended by the National Association of Medical Examiners. And Kevin, you said that few coroners in the state are actually qualified or certified. Is anyone at the legislature looking into this? What effort is being made to change? There have been two efforts in in the last 20 years to reform the coroner system, and both of those died in committee. It doesn't look at this moment like anybody up, up at the Capitol is going to propose anything in the upcoming session. Not a new issue. All right, Kevin Vaughn, thank you. Okay, so that pathologist did 550 autopsies, more than recommended by National Association of Medical Examiners. Do you know why that is? It's because just like states like Mississippi and New Jersey and many other ME states, they can't hire medical examiners. They can't hire forensic pathologists because, number one, they're overworked and they're underpaid. Number two, there's not that many people going into the field because there's no money in it because they won't pay them. Mississippi is down like four medical examiners, uh, pathologists. And in a few months from now, they're going to be down to one, one to do the entire state. Because why? There's no money. The people keep quitting down there in Mississippi. And I love the guys in Mississippi. They're doing, they're doing all they can. The problem is 
this guy in Colorado is talking about changing Colorado to an ME state. They can't afford to pay the coroners now. How are they going to afford to pay forensic pathologists? And you're looking at multiple forensic pathologists to cover the state. Again, it's biased. It doesn't make sense. And he uses his lack of integrity. He's lying to provide us his biased opinion rather than the truth. Let's hear from the Colorado Coroner Association president, Randy Gorton. Randy, welcome to the show. You are currently the president of the Coroner Association in Colorado, correct? Yes, sir. Well, Randy, you know, I've kind of talked about this issue uh, already to, to my listeners, but, but I wanted to bring you on to talk about this latest news report. They've heard it. Uh, and, and so I just want to talk about a couple of things and get your kind of opinion on it from the coroner's uh, position. I'm not in Colorado, okay? Uh, I was there at the time of the interview, but, I, of course, I live and work in Missouri. But one of the things that I wanted to point out on this is, and, and, and you're more closer to the situation, this, whole, this case involved a pathologist who made a decision, and 10 years later or so, another pathologist made a decision in the same case, had nothing whatsoever to do with the coroner. So explain to me again, so what does the coroner do in regard to the pathologist, and why is he getting the blame for this thing? Well, the coroner, as you know, determines manner or cause of death and notifies next to kin. And those are the three big things, and they do that through their investigation. The coroners, most of the rural area coroners out here, use a pathologist from the metro area to do their autopsies. So that coroner took his, the deceased, to El Paso County, and the pathologist there done the autopsy. And that is used, their, the autopsy report is used to determine the manner and cause of death. And that's consistent across the country, right? Yep. Okay, so, so, so answer this question. Let's say um, in Denver, for instance, that's a medical examiner city, right? Yes. Okay, so they have, they have medical examiner investigators, right? So right. their investigators, what do their investigators go out and do differently than what an elected coroner investigator in El Paso County does? What's different about what those investigators do? There's nothing. They both, we both provide an investigation at the scene, and then the body is taken to their morgue or whatever, where, wherever they perform their autopsies at. And it's done by the Denver Medical Examiner. Exactly. And it's, that's the way it's done in any medical examiner uh, situation. So, you know, one of the things that uh, this uh, reporter brought up was that the coroners and even possibly some deputy coroners, um, are not trained or certified, um, and he used the word certified, uh, prior to investigating death or prior to taking a job. And, he, and I think he was talking mostly about deputy coroners. But um, talk to me about what Colorado does as far as certification goes and when, it, when they can actually get certification um, to what he's talking about. Uh, the coroners in Colorado are required to have 20 hours of a continuing education in death investigation every year. And the deputy cor uh, coroner's office is required to have a training policy for deputy coroners. There is nothing in specific writing that covers the requirements for deputy coroners. That's up to the individual coroner's office of what they require for that training. Okay, and I know that a lot of them in Colorado take that very uh, 
they take it very aggressively. And I know a lot of deputy coroners have a lot of a lot of training. But and you can't speak necessarily for Denver specifically per se. But do you happen to know, like in a place like Denver, when you're hired there as a medical examiner investigator, what type of prerequisite or training you have to have to get hired there? I cannot answer that question. Okay, and I can't either. Um, but I know uh, generically across the country, uh, many of them that are hired um, have been either hired as investigators from being a morgue tech or they're hired from other areas and things like that. But he uses the word certification. And I know that in, a, in the United States, the, the, the national certification is through the American Board of Medical Legal Death Investigators, ABMDI. But you can't even get an ABMDI certification until after you've worked a certain amount of time and done some tasks to be able to take their test. So, and that's that's no different in a medical examiner uh, investigator. They they can't be ABMDI certified unless they've met these requirements, and they have to work to do the job to meet the requirements. So that and that and that is no different. And that's always been my argument: is the job that a coroner does. Is, is, you know, having a medical examiner state doesn't fix the problem, if there even is a problem, whatever this guy is trying to claim. Uh, there is, there is, it wouldn't be a problem. Again, he, in this case, it's two pathologists talking about the case. The coroner had nothing to do with that ruling. Um, I mean, he ruled cause of matter based upon that autopsy. But, but, um, you know, why do you think this is occurring in America? Let's get it out of let's get it out of Colorado. I don't I you don't have to give your opinion about the news or report or anything like that. Um, but but why do you think in America as a whole this is occurring that there is a uh, an entourage of people that's trying to get rid of the quote coroner system? Do you have do you have an idea? I in let's go back to Colorado a minute. In Colorado you there's there's two offices that you have to clear a background check and that's the sheriffs and the coroners the anybody that is 18 and has a clear record is is has went through the background check can run for either one of them offices the sheriff once they're elected they have a year to be certified uh, post-certified. A coroner, once they're elected, ends up going through what we call a new coroner institute class that is 40 hours long. So you start you start there as a new coroner, and then you are required to do 20 hours of training. I, the, I think the biggest thing that they're talking about is they want medical doctors or forensic pathologists to be listed as coroners. The problem is there's not enough forensic pathologists in the country to be able to do that. You do a medical examiner system, you're still working on the same principle as what the medical examiner is. The medical examiner, you have to have investigators go out and do your investigation, which is the same thing the coroner does. Then you go back to the forensic pathologist. So it's... It, it, in all essence, it's the same type of system. It's just called two different things. And exactly. It, it, it is the exact same system, but called two different things. But when so some of the states that have medical examiners now, as a medical examiner state, they're, they're falling apart. You know, you know, New Jersey, there, there are sections of New Jersey that's even lost their accreditation because they've got no money. They, they, they've got no ability to run the system. The system is expensive. And, and the med- so just because they're a medical examiner state or county or region 
doesn't fix the problem. And then the other thing that I've always found odd is that so they want the coroner to be a medical examiner, to be a pathologist. However, I know there's sometimes in some places randomly occasionally, but by and large, pathologists, medical examiners do not go to the scene of a death. So they're still at the office doing autopsies and reviewing slides and doing all the doctor stuff. So the fact that they, they are the coroner is a medical examiner, what does that solve? It doesn't it does. solve anything. It doesn't, yep, it doesn't solve anything. You still have to have your investigators to go to the scene, investigate the scene, and then report back with their investigation to the pathologist, just like we're doing in Colorado right now. Exactly. Now, that, that's exactly my point. I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand his re, his reporting. There's a and, I, and I've already said this is on, this is on me, Randy, not you. I, it's on my. It's my opinion based upon what he did to me with that interview. This reporter does not have integrity. He is trying to make a case for number one for something he knows nothing about. Obviously, he's trying to say that the, that, that they should have a medical examiner state that coroners should be medical examiners when. The, med- the, the coroners use medical examiners now to do autopsies. And what he does in this is he confuses the public because the public doesn't know except what this guy's saying. And he confuses the public to make coroners look like, like they, they're not doing their job when, in fact, one of these – probably neither one. But according to his, his story, one of those pathologists made a mistake. And again, that's probably neither one of them made a mistake. Who knows what the real facts are? He's just telling us this stuff, so we don't know. But he's pl- he's plotting two pathologists against each other. This family is in this lawsuit. Why, though, again, and I know we've already talked about this, why did he throw the corner under the bus? Only because he's trying to make a point with facts that, that doesn't fit the story. That that's, that's the problem I see with it. I, and I guess I just don't understand his agenda, I reckon. Well, the thing about pathologists is they have went through more training than what a medical doctor does. They've spent more hours becoming a forensic pathologist. Pathologists, if you go to two pathologists, chances are you're going to get a a discrepancy between both of them. One of them's going to say catch one thing and one of them's going to catch another thing. Doesn't mean that either one of them are wrong but they may just interpret it different. It's right. the same thing with medical doctors. Right. If you go to two different medical doctors, you're going to get two different diagnoses. So, you know, nobody's right or wrong in this case, and and I think that you could probably have three or four pathologists look at it and get a different answer in all of them. I agree. I agree. But again, the, 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 what aggravates me about this case and many others across the country, this ain't the only one like this, is that, they're blaming the coroner for something that had nothing to do with the coroner. So here we are uh, in, in Kansas. I think Kansas uh, coroners are prosecuting attorneys. How? I mean, that doesn't make any sense either if you want to just think about it, right? I mean, whatever. That's their state. That's how they do it, and that's fine. But the prosecuting attorney, by and large, does not go to the scene. I'm sure there's some. I'm sure it happens sometimes. But by and large, they probably do not. They have investigators go to the scene. And even though the prosecuting attorney is the, quote, coroner, 
You know, and of course, we've all heard about the big problems in Colorado or I'm sorry, California, where we've got some counties now that, you know, a lot of them are sheriff coroners. And of course, we've got this big hoopla in one of the counties out there where the pathologist quit because they said that the sheriff was trying to force their hand in rulings. Again, that's just what the news is saying. I don't know how much factual it is, but it's a point that it's a problem there. You know, it's if there's always going to be somebody that's pointing fingers. The thing is. An independent coroner, a coroner, a coroner is independent. He's independent of the police. He's independent of the pathologist. If you as an investigator that worked for a medical examiner pathologist system and the coroner is my boss and I rule this case, I'm looking at this case because of my evidence and I'm ruling this case uh, a suicide and my pathologist tells me no, it's a homicide. Well, there's a gunshot wound to the head. That's all you really can tell me there, Mr. Doctor. You really can't tell me anything much more than that, but it's a gunshot wound to the head, and you can tell me some angles. My investigation is going to tell me whether it's suicide or homicide, more so than what you can through a bullet track. Okay, but if my boss is, is pressuring me to, to say it's a, a homicide, I'm going to have to say it's a homicide, possibly. But if I'm a coroner, I'm independent of you. I'm independent of the police. I'm independent of the pathologist. I've got my investigation. I look at the police investigation. I look at medical records. And I look at the medical examiner autopsy report. I take all that information together, and then a, a ruling can be made. A coroner system is the best independent, unbiased system we have in America because you're not being paid by the person that's doing the investigation or doing the autopsy. And I don't know why they can't see that. Yeah, and that's the advantage of the coroner system because that pathologist that I use, I he is contracted with me to perform that autopsy. He gives me recommendations or he gives me his determination of what the individual died from, and then it is mine to determine above that. If I don't agree with that, then we sit down and we talk about it. So we deal with the facts. We don't deal with the speculation end of it. Sure. And like I talk about this in show all the time, a, a, a pathologist cannot work in a vacuum, right? So so they need to know some information that you know from the scene, whether it be a coroner or, or their investigator. They have to know that information. Once they make their once they make their opinion, there's still the police involved. There's still you involved. There's your investigators involved. And then that's how determination is made. So, again, that- having the coroner be... A pathologist doesn't change that. In fact, in, in fact, if it does anything, and I don't know, I'm not saying there's any particular case on this, but if you want to be unbiased, having your boss be the coroner and you're the investigator and you have to rule it his way, maybe that's a bad system. I mean, I'm not saying that I have any reports of that going on, but if you want independent, what we have now is the best independent. And I, th- I think you're right. That's I understand. Another thing that I didn't like about this reporter's comments was he talked about it being the, the old West way. Well, you know, sheriff deputies and sheriffs were old West as well. And he talks about having citizens, civilians and citizens to be coroner. Well, that was an inflammatory statement, in my opinion. And, and because you're all citizens of Colorado, all of you are citizens of Colorado, but the fact that a citizen is a coroner, but a citizen is also a police officer or anything else. They're a citizen. But he uses that to purposely bias the situation and to degrade the coroners. I, I just I just don't like it. And, and of course, obviously, we've talked about this of what he how he turned my stuff around. And I, I, I just think that, I, that 
I think it's a bad situation, and I think he's giving Colorado extremely bad information, and it's causing the voters and the citizens of Colorado not to have a clear picture. And it's my opinion, I think it's an integrity issue, and unfortunately, the media across the country has an integrity issue. Yeah, I, I, I the Old West comments that are made... The corner system was put in in the Old West. I mean, I'm not arguing with that fact. But the fact of the matter is, is the cases that he's talking about have happened years ago. Since that time, there has been statute put in place uh, that the coroners are required to have training. We've, we've increased the requirements for training over the years. Uh, I think in Colorado, as far as the Colorado Coroners Association, we provide we provide two trainings a year that allows for a coroner or their deputies to come to that training. Uh, we have the Colorado Coroners Association cert, de, uh, certified death investigator list. You're required to attend so many autopsies and do uh, investigate so many cases before you can do that. And being a, a death investigator, uh, a deputy coroner. You have to be trained by a coroner or another sort of or death investigator because you just don't walk out to a scene and determine what's going on. You have to you have to have that training, that hands-on training, in order to learn something. Right. No, you're exactly right. And you, in Colorado's Colorado is doing it right with the funding and the money that they have. Um, uh, but but they're like every other state, Missouri, Arkansas. You know, there needs to be more money. Uh, I agree. Uh, you, you had more money for training. I'm sure there's a lot of coroners who would love to have more training. You want to have a coroner that uh, doesn't have it, you know, has to hold another job because you're paying somebody less than $10,000 a year, so they have to have another job. Well, you want him to have only one job and be a certified trained death investigator, then paying $50,000 a year or whatever the wage is in Colorado. But no, they, the counties can't afford to pay that, or they weren't willing to do that. So how does Kevin Vaughn, the reporter, think that they're going to be able to put the pony up the money for, for five or six forensic pathologists? They can't. But he won't bring that up. He talks about $22 million being spent in the state now. I don't know where that number comes from, but I bet if we actually knew where his numbers come from, it would be like in Denver, you know, a big, a big ME county, uh, ME city. They have a lot, a big budget, some other places like that. That's going to raise that up. The fact that these corners, you know, this other corner out here making eight thousand dollars a year, that ain't that may be part of that twenty-two million, but it ain't enough to change the the opinion. Well, and the thing about the money for the corner system in Colorado, it comes from the counties or the like in Denver, it's Denver County. That that money comes from the counties. That isn't money that's coming out of the the state, the legislature. That is coming out of county pockets. And they're the ones that are providing that money for that coroner to do his job. And they have to fund that coroner's office. So at $22 million that they come up with, you know, the report, Kevin Vaughn requested budgets from coroner's offices all across the state. And if that budget went in at, uh, let's say that budget went in as 100000 for a 2016 budget, that maybe that coroner didn't spend that hundred thousand. All he spent was fifty or sixty thousand. So that that budget, that in total 
may vary quite a bit on that end on that twenty two million. Well, exactly, but something else. And if you're sending, if you send in a budget, I would assume that um, most of your guys' budget in Colorado is very like our budget here. The vast majority of that budget number is an autopsy number. We spend lots of money on autopsies. Not so much on salaries. Don't have much equipment money. But autopsies at $1,700 a pop adds up quick. Yep. And, and, and I think if you talk to any coroner's office, that would be a big part of their budget. Right, which means... And I, the, the, the comment about not having the money to do autopsies, I don't... That is not something that would happen in my county because if we go over budgets, like I said before, the the county commissioners have to fund that. So they're going to have to come up with the money somewhere to do them autopsies. We're not going to jeopardize not doing an autopsy because my budget don't have the money in it. And I don't think there's many counties across the state that would do that. No, I would say there's probably none that would do that. Uh, you know, because if they feel they have to have an autopsy, then they're going to send us an autopsy, and the county, and the county will just have to figure out how to pay for it. You know, but yep. but you know, again, you, you can speculate on on a medical examiner system. You know, like Mississippi, I'm great friends with them down there. They are struggling. They've got they've got uh, an office in Jackson, and I got one down on the on the coast. They haven't even been able to put medical examiner uh, or forensic pathologists down at the coast because they can't hire them. They're down now to two forensic pathologist for the entire state in Jackson. And according to a report that I just read today, they're losing their second one, which means they'll only be down to one in the entire state. But they're trying to hire, but they can't hire anybody because they're overworked, underpaid. And it's that way across the state, across the country. It's not, it's not, it's not just Mississippi. Mississippi, for some reason, seems to be in a little bit of a struggle right now uh, financially, and not only financially, but finding people. You know, Randy, there's not that many people going into forensic pathology anymore. And so what few are out there, uh, they can go someplace else and do 200 autopsies a year and make whatever they make. Or you can go someplace else and make less and do 500 autopsies a year. Well, where would you go? You know, yep. that's 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 the thing. And, and so there's not that many out there anymore. Um, and so trying to hire them. So you go if, if Colorado legislator pushed to do away with the corner system, which, you know, really, they probably couldn't. But if they did and go with an ME state, that's all fine and dandy. That $22 million, by the time you built some facilities, hired some people and tried to find forensic pathologists, you ain't, you ain't going to have you ain't gonna have money left. I mean that's just that's just real that's real facts right there is that it's very expensive to run an ME state and it gives you nothing better than a coroner system. And I just but don't that, like that they bias that. The thing about the ME system is the versus the coroner. If you're doing, if you are doing six thousand autopsies a year, you're under a coroner system. You're going to be doing six thousand autopsies a year under an ME system. And if you're already limited on the pathologists you have in Colorado, which I think we have 11 of them, that's what he reported was 11. I would have to, sit to count them up again. But uh, you're still going to have the same amount of autopsies, and are you going to put all of them 11 in one facility, and are they going to do their autopsies there? I, you know, Or are you going to contract out like they do now? So just... It does, there's no difference between, in my opinion, from the ME system to the coroner system that we're using right now in Colorado. There, Randy, there is no difference. If, well, the only difference is what we've already talked about is 
In, you have in, one boss instead yes. of yes. Yeah, I, I think the corner yeah. system is a is better in that it's an independent body. So, so if one is better than the other, I believe the corner system is better because you're independent of all other uh, agencies. Now, you still use a forensic pathologist to do an autopsy, just like you would an ME. You still get the opinion of the autopsy, just like you would if it was an ME uh, state. It's the same thing. And I guess that's what aggravated me so much about this whole situation is, number one, he, you know, he made me look like I was on his side when, in fact, our conversation had nothing to do with this case or his side, and he turned it all around. And number two, he made the, col- the coroners of Colorado look like they weren't doing their job. He didn't exactly so much as say that, but he certainly implied it based upon the facts that he used to make the people think that. And and that really irritated me be, because, well, number one, it's not factual. Coroners in Colorado do a fantastic job, but it's that they are misleading the public. That's what aggravates me is they're misleading the public, and it it has no sense in it except this is his personal bias, and I hadn't been able to find out why he has a personal vendetta against the corners. Well, I don't understand how he can condemn corners unqualified uh, when he doesn't know exactly what they do. That's exactly that's the whole thing. There's a lot more to it than just determining the manner and cause of death. Your investigations. Uh, and it's, it, that's something that coroners take very seriously. You know, they they talk about we have nobody that we answer to. Well, we do answer. We answer to the families. Yes. And uh, that's what we're doing our job for. Uh, there isn't there isn't too many coroners in Colorado get paid enough money that they're doing it for a job like that. It's because it's something that we take pride in what we do. No, exactly. And it, and it shows not only in the jobs that you do, but also in the conference that I've been to, it shows that you guys take pride in what you do. And it's, and it's very obvious. You have one of the best RAND conferences uh, around the country. And, and, and I don't say that to butter your bread. I say that because that shows the level of professionalism that you guys have. And I've been to a lot of great conferences, but you guys, you know, two conferences a year, you do it right. Your people are very professional and Colorado takes it very seriously. And so again, it, I'm just repeating myself now, but I do that when I'm aggravated. It's just that this guy, th- th- uh, this guy lacks integrity. You can't say that Randy, but I can. And he lacks integrity. It's my opinion based upon what he did. And the the people of Colorado should hold K nine K News K USA nine News and Randy Vaughn responsible for misleading information. Now I know that's probably impossible because media has all the power, but it, it's not it's not fair. It's not right, and I wish there was something more that could be done about it. But I hope that, and I know that we have a lot of listeners in Colorado, uh, many of which are coroners. But um, there are too many listeners in Colorado for them to all be coroners. Um, I have more, there's more listeners there than there are coroners. So I, I know there's some citizens listening to this that live in Colorado, and, and I hope that they've heard the truth, and I hope that they can understand that uh, how the coroner system is a good system in every state, um, and is, in fact, is better than an ME system, and it's proven over time, Randy, to be a better system, not only for investigation, but also financially. These ME states are having a real problem maintaining the financial burden uh, of the system where coroner systems aren't, aren't uh, so taxed as they are. So it's a better system all the way around. Now, should there be more training, more opportunities? Yes, I agree with all that. I, I think it would be nice someday to be able to have uh, better certified tra- uh, investigators, better certified coroners, but it, they, 
they are the best they can be with what they're being paid and what's provided. I promise you there are corners in every state that if you say, look, here's $50,000 training budget every year, I want you to get more training. 99.9% of them would jump at the chance to have more training but it's not offered to them. You guys in association is doing the best that you can and providing great training, but that's where the money kind of dries up. A lot of these counties don't give corners lots of money for training. Police departments sometimes have more training, many times have more training than what a coroner's office does. It's not well, that they the won't thing, take the training. They just don't have the, the opportunity. The other thing about the, the corners and especially in rural counties is the coroner themselves are not getting paid hardly anything to be a coroner, and they may only have 10 cases a year, but they're on call 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. Their deputies are usually people that have a full-time job, and for them to take off and go to three, four, five days of training every year is taxing on their income, too. So it's it's a two-edged sword, but uh, I think the people, and I think the coroner's office in Colorado do a very good job of trying to get their people educated and trained. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Well, Randy, I won't keep any more. I'm glad you weighed in on this. I appreciate you taking time to come on and, and give some clarification in this story and some things like that. Um, obviously, it's it's an opinion piece for me, and, and it kind of uh, got hot under my collar. But I'm glad you were able to come on and speak up for the coroners in Colorado. And and as their president, I know you're doing everything you can to improve it and, and continuing to improve it. And, Randy, I just thank you again for uh, coming on and pouring into us. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. All right, I'm back with you live here, so to speak. Uh, so, great conversation with Randy. Uh, I'm calmed down a little bit from my ranting and raving before I got on the phone with him. Um, you know, he's a great guy. The Colorado Corner Association is a great association and great corners out there. Um, you know, I want to personally, uh, you know, Thank them for the job that they do. Corners all over across the country, and, and not just Colorado, all across the country. We as corners do a great job, uh, and by and large, we do a great job. Is there one out there that might not be doing a great job somewhere? Sure. I, I, I promise you there is. I don't know of any names. I'm just saying I promise you there is. But there's also judges and sheriffs and police officers and doctors and, well, quite honestly, news reporters that don't do a good job either. But by and large, coroners do a fantastic job. And, and you know, I'm glad to be a part of, of that brotherhood of coroners. So if you're facing in your state, uh, if you're a, whether a hybrid state or a full corner state, and you're facing this type of criticism, if you're facing things like this, um, this bias against coroners, especially unfounded bias against coroners, let me know about it. Send me an email. Go to cornertalk.com. Click on the contact tab there. Send me an email. Let me know about it. If, if you want to get on and talk about it, I'll bring you on and talk about it. You want to come on and talk about it anonymously? I'll do that. Um, if you don't want to say who you are, let's just talk about the problem. Uh, you don't even have to identify yourself. But let's get the conversation started because it is it is ridiculous that people are trying to get rid of the coroner system in America. It is the best system there is. Medical examiner systems are failing all over, not because they're medical examiners, not because of that. Now, I'm not meaning that. Don't put words in my mouth. They're failing because they cannot financially support it. 
And so the, it may sound good on paper, but it is very costly to have an ME system. And at the end of the day, it is no better and in some ways worse than a coroner system. Coroner system was created for a reason. It's a great reason, just like the sheriff was created for a reason. And it will continue, and it is the best system in America. That isn't taken away from an ME program. I'm not, ta- I'm not saying that. An investigator is an investigator. They both do great work. What I'm saying is... It's, a, it's uh, ME systems are suffering financially, and it doesn't provide us any more qualified investigations. That's, by and large, that's what I'm saying. Coroner systems are great investigators. The system just works. Now, you can point to this person over here. They may be that state. Or you can point to one little pocket of something. Yeah, you know what? We've got a big controversy about police shootings as well. And we all know that 99% of those police shootings are 1 million percent justified. It's just the way that's being slanted and the way it's being talked about. All right. We don't have a we don't have a bunch of bad cops out there and we don't have a bunch of bad coroners out there. All right. And the news media needs to start reporting the facts correctly. So thank you for this bonus episode. Listen, this is New Year's weekend, 2017. I know it's not a regular time for this to go out, but I had to get this off my chest. I had to get this out. And y'all have to know what's going on in Colorado. And we need to support Colorado. And we need to support their fight out there uh, that they are good corners. And you know what? Drop KUSA. Nine News in uh, Denver, drop them an email. Let them know how you feel about this and let Kevin Vaughn know how you feel about his reporting. That's what, he, that's what you should be. That's what you should do. All over the world, all of you coroners, all investigators, even interested parties who listen to this podcast, everybody should go to K. USA 9 News in Denver, hit the contact tab up there and send them an email and let them know what you think about their reporting. Who knows? You might shut their systems down and they'll realize that they've hit a button that they shouldn't have hit. Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. I will see you at our regular scheduled program on Monday. Again, be a blessing, be safe, and hey, support your local coroner. Happy New Year, everyone. Have a great, great week. Thanks for listening to Coroner Talk, a DSPN media production. Visit our website at coronertalk.com. And be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash coronertraining. 3617-1024 scene on route to morgue.